Live from ClickOrlando.com, this is News 6. This is a News 6 Plus takeover. Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's 4th Estate. Welcome to another edition of Florida's 4th Estate. We're always trying to help our fellow Floridians make decisions. Maybe make better decisions than we've made in the past. So we're talking about dogs today, which... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm speaking for both of us. Uh, I have passed many pets along to Ginger in her life. They're living with her right now. And so the question always comes up. Everybody's got these doodles now, and you've got Bluey, the blue healer on TV. What kind of dog is best for a first-time dog owner, and which kind of dog is the worst? So we're going to give you the worst and the best today. And if you've got one sitting at your feet right now, we and they're the worst, we apologize in advance because you're not going to like this show, Ginger. Well, you know, they're going to love it because it's not the worst for them that that dog is sitting at their feet. When people start to consider, oh, we're going to get a pet because everyone's going to be home for summer. You know, we might take our summer vacation, but it's a great time to bring a dog into the family and the kids are going to be home, so they're going to have responsibility. And I could not think of a better person to help us with a list of dogs that are great, not so great, then Kirsten Benitez, she owns Bark Orlando, which is a great place, a daycare for dogs. I call it a spa. It's like a luxurious place for these dogs. They live a better life than I do. The dogs get massages and facials out there. They have birthday parties. Oh my gosh. That's true. Yeah, they they do. They do. And if you've ever checked her out on social media, that is the best part. Um, Also, Kirsten, I'll brag on you a little bit. My favorite thing that you do is the dogs all get report cards at the end of their stay Mm -hmm. each day. And I just love that because you feel like you can't be there, but you're kind of there. So okay, can, that's me. ridiculous. Okay, can I just say, I'm at work every day. Ginger's dog will be at Bark Orlando, Julie Broughton, and every day. We stop whatever we're doing, and Julie's like, oh, my gosh. I got Judy got the report card today. And so we have to read off the report cards. We have the reading of the report cards. have to know how your dog's doing. It's just, it's a little over the the top ridiculous, but they love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kirsten, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. And, you know, and yeah, and you are careful to say there are really no worst, worst dogs. They're just bad dogs for people uh, in a certain situation. So we want to start with probably the worst dogs for first-time owners. These are not the ones you want to tackle if you have never had a dog in your entire life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, a lot of this, too, is, uh, you know, when we're also looking at families, um, even if you've had a dog, also maybe not getting these types of dogs for smaller children if you have toddlers or babies. I think the most shocking one on the list, maybe, because there's this show on television called Bluey. It is about a blue healer. And then you sent us the list of worst dogs for families uh, with for kids uh, who are young, maybe under the age of 10, we'll say. And blue healers are on there. Why is a blue healer on the list? Well, blue healers, I don't, I'm not familiar with what bluey is, uh, but uh, <laughs> blue healers, I mean, they are a working breed. They're a herding breed. So um, they have a high drive. I don't know if you've ever met one, but they have the energy. They're always, you know, scanning around, trying to find something. Um, they need to constantly be mentally stimulated. So if you're a family mm. or if you're a person that's not super active or someone who can't dedicate their time to training or giving them something productive to do, you know, it, it 
doesn't uh, doesn't end up good in the long run. They can become overly anxious. Um, some of them can become a bit aggressive from that anxiety when they're not getting their energy out um, properly. And if you have a small child with a hurting breed and you're not doing training, your child will probably be herded. So uh, <laughs> you might want to stay away Not hurted. Not hurted. Not hurted. They can be a little um, weary of strangers as well, but they are very, very intelligent dogs. Um, they're also super cute. So the other one Matt has some experience with because I learned that he had these dogs when he was a younger man. Chihuahua. Yeah. Chihuahuas. Yes. And and I have a Chihuahua mix. I love him. Um, <laughs> but they have a reputation for a reason. Um, they're, they're small. They can easily become rattled um, in uncomfortable situations. If, a, if you were to have a small child just grabbing them, I mean, most Chihuahuas, mm -hmm. they're under 20 pounds unless they have a weight problem, but, um, you know, they will become snappy very easily, um, to protect themselves. It's just not a good dog for small yeah. children. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people think and, they're so easy because they're little and you can just carry them around, right. but you know, they're feisty. I mean, we had a dog, she'd tear that finger right off. If you, you messed with her and we had, we had chihuahuas with babies and let me tell you chihuahuas ain't quiet dogs so you put you just yeah. get the you just get the little baby into the crib she's sleeping <laughs> and then next thing you know it's like okay this dog is going to live outside because <laughs> that, was, that was something else i was going to say they are very barky um and sometimes with chihuahuas too it's not just the training sometimes it can just be their genetic temperament and uh, could depend on their parents their grandparents and if that, that temperament can be passed down from them. So it's not always just training will make them a nice dog to everybody. So yeah. you kind of got to do your research. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. We also have a chow on the list. I've always heard chows are saucy dogs and they're kind of oh, yeah. big and cool and they've got a crazy colored tongue. Why are they maybe not the best choice for a family or for a first time dog owner? Well, for family, I, they're just really not a social outgoing dog. And and I'm sure there's chow chows around that are, um, but they were, you know, originally bred to be guard dogs um, and they are very loyal dogs, but generally to one or two people. They are very hesitant on strangers. Um, it takes quite a while for them to uh, warm up. Um, and in a lot of cases, we do see a lot of aggressive chow chows. Um, so they're very independent and training really isn't that easy for them because they are so independent. Um, mm. They're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But also with that, the coat maintenance is a lot. That's something you're going to have to take into account. It's a lot of work um, to keep that coat up. Um, the plus side, they really don't bark a lot. Um, you don't really That's see, nice. um, any chow chows with high energy. Um, but they're definitely not a dog for an unseasoned dog. You want to make sure yeah. that you know what you're doing with them. Okay. And I, as speaking of beautiful dogs, the Husky, those dogs are gorgeous and they're stunning, but oh, yeah. not the best for first time owners. So they are super fun. They are super playful and they are very good natured generally. Um, but it's like getting another kid. So you have to understand a Husky has a whole different type of personality than any other dog I've ever met. Um, 
they are full-time work. They are endless amounts of energy. So you have to make sure you are putting that energy somewhere. Um, like at daycare, we do have quite a bit of Huskies and we are working them out and they still go home energized. So you have to be very, very active. They also, um, they also are escape artists. This breed is known for getting out of anything. Um, so, you know, if you're going to have this dog, I would probably put them with older children, someone that can handle them that, you know, can hold the leash a little bit tighter, can watch them in the yard. Um, they're, they were originally to, they were bred to be a sled dog. So they are go, 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 go dogs. Um, and they also shed a lot. Oh yeah. That is a downside. (laughs) They're great. They're beautiful. They're funny. I love them. But for sled I, dog I feel like those are growing significantly in popularity. And yes, when you're yeah. built to run the Iditarod, I think yeah. you're going to have some energy. Like we could oh, use yeah. a little common sense here when we're buying a dog. If you have an apartment and it's going to stay in the apartment, let's maybe not get a dog built for the Iditarod. Okay. That's yes. Fair. That's yes, fair. Yes. Yes. That is very fair. Okay. And then the, our last dog on the list that we have, there are many more, I'm sure. And, and there are exceptions to this list as well. One of my favorite dog breeds you put on here. Oh, your favorite. A Doberman, <laughs> you're saying, is a, is not a good dog breed for a family. Tell me, what what is it about this kind of dog? I mean, man, they're so, gosh, if somebody tried to break into my house and I got a Doberman, it's like they are a vapor trail. I love they're a even. Doberman. Some Dobermans. So <laughs> it, I guess it just depends. <laughs> um, this breed, again, like the Husky, it's like another child. They take quite a while to mature. Um, and I like to call them little bulldozers and they, they throw their little hands. Um, but I have seen a Doberman run into every wall, every person, just everything. They're just silly and goofy. So if you have a five-year-old, that five-year-old's probably going to get knocked down. Um, they're just boundless amounts of energy, but you know, again, training will do something. Mm -hmm. Um, you just have to be prepared to get into training right away. Yeah. Can I tell you something funny? My childhood dog was a Dobie Chow mix. <laughs> maybe like wow. the worst, uh, for, but he was, uh, I mean, he really was an Dobie interesting Chow. cat. He kind of looked like a, looked like. he looked like a fox. He looked like a orange Doberman and he, his personality wow. was all Dobie. He'd be like, you can pet me for two seconds. I'm going to do another lap. Make sure the house is safe. He was like, it was like wow. having a Marine in the house. So he ended oh, up being, oh I, it was, he was a really great dog, but I know, you know, that's the weird thing about, should we be careful with this a little bit? Because I know we kind of are generalizing, but you'll sometimes mm-hmm. see like a Rottweiler who wouldn't hurt a fly. And then you'll also see another Rottweiler who will attack anything that comes in the house. So there are variations here. You just want to make sure that you are prepared for training and consistency and probably activity because a lot of the dogs listed on here, besides the chow chow, um, they, they need a little bit more activity. Yeah. Yeah. Like people, we, I mean, if we get bored, we get into trouble, you know, (laughs) don't, don't leave us alone. Stay with Florida's fourth estate as we break down the best fur babies for families with young kids. Welcome back to Florida's Fourth Estate. 
Barker Orlando owner Kirsten Benitez has already given us the rundown of the most challenging dogs for families with young kids looking to get a pet this summer. Now, let's check out some of the easiest. Everyone loves this dog, the Labrador Retriever. Yeah, I mean, I will just say I've never met a lab that didn't just want to be in my lap. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've met crazy labs with endless amount of energy, but at the end of the day, they just love to be around people. Um, they cannot get enough of people. Um, and they they can adapt pretty well to a lot of change. Um, so that's that's good with a family. And generally, they have a pretty even, even temperament. Um, and overall, they're actually pretty, pretty gentle dogs, even though they're a little dopey and, you know, they're here and there. Um, they're, they're super silly and they're, they're very easy to actually train. Yeah. Lab's great dogs. Uh, we, we had a great. lab as well when I was a kid and he was a mess when he was a puppy. Now, just because she says these are great dogs doesn't mean they're going to be easy puppies, but he turned into an amazing dog uh, as soon as he got older. I was a little surprised looking at your list. You have a smaller dog on here that's good for families, and not tiny like a teacup chihuahua, but a Cavalier King Charles yeah. Spaniel. Why is this one on the list? Well, they are probably the most patient dogs I have ever met, um, and also the happiest dog I've ever met. I have never seen a Cavalier walking down the street with a frown on its face. They always look happy. <laughs> They're always wagging their tail. They want everyone to say hi to them. Uh, they're they're very, very uh, gentle, and they're generally always just content, and they love lots of attention. Um, they don't need a ton of exercise. So if you're looking for a small dog that, and, and maybe you have a really busy lifestyle, um, and you have, you know, your kids and stuff, but want, want to get a dog to add to your home, this is a good dog. Um, the only thing about them is they are prone to health issues unfortunately and heart disease is one of them they can easily put on a lot of weight so if you are going to get this dog you need to make sure you're giving them the right nutrition um the diet and uh, making sure they're getting little regular exercise okay uh the next dog on this list is probably a favorite dog that is bred with every other dog poodles every other dog yes <laughs> yeah poodles i love poodles. I really, really do. Um, you know, they are actually one of the most intelligent breeds. They're super, super easy to train. Um, you know, the only downside to them, I would say, and you would know this ginger too, because you know, you have a poodle, a doodle, um, <laughs> they're grooming. It is time yeah. consu consuming. It is expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, so you do need to be prepared for that. Now, um, I will say toy poodles can be a little less patient, but with the proper socialization, they still have the same intelligence. Um, they can be just as good as the, the bigger ones, but um, yeah, they're just super easy to train. Um, and even though they have such this, this regal presence, um, they are actually super, super goofy and, and playful. Yeah, they're just lovable dogs, Gigi. Really yeah, you, you have you can speak to this because you spend time with one every day. Like, have you ever oh seen gosh. Finn in a bad mood? He's he is just never in a bad mood unless you're not playing with him. That's the only time. <laughs> and he pouts, right? It's not like yes. angry. He's just like, oh, oh don't play with me. And it's those big human eyes. It's like, what do you got to do? It's like, oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm a bad mom. So yeah, but they are they really are. But the maintenance cost that is the one thing that people need it's to be a aware lot. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you got to brush those things for sure. It's worth it. It's worth it, though. Totally. Great dog. (laughs) I love that you put this next one on the list. Let's talk about the mutts, a dog that's just (laughs) bred with something else. A lot of people think it's kind of dangerous to to maybe go to the pound, rescue a dog because they're like, oh, maybe it has something dangerous. Maybe it's got Pitbull Terrier in them. But you think a mutt is a good dog to buy. Tell us why. Yeah, I think mutts are great. Um, Again, we have a lot of them at the facility, so none of them are the same breed. They're not the same mix, but overall, you know, mutts, uh, they generally take on a more even temperament. So as the purebred dogs, they are bred for a job. The mutts, they're not. They're just mixed. They're there. Um, And generally, they take on more of those positive qualities um, and it, it kind of evens it out. And uh, the other great thing about them is they tend to live a lot longer because the health issues are far less. Um, you know, again, it's their the genetics. It's just taken from the good stuff. Um, and you won't have as many trips to the vet. Um, I've owned nothing but butts my entire life. I love the purebred dogs, but, you know, I see a cute little puppy and he's a mixed breed. I love him. And I took him home. So um, <laughs> I've, he's 15 now and I think I've only been to the vet once with something, you know, that really needed to be addressed wow. rather than just the regular checkups. So, um, yeah, I, they're, they're great. And you, you get to also save a life at the same time, you know, um, don't, don't be afraid. You, you can, um, go check them out at the shelter and, and really the people at the rescues in the shelter do do a great temperament check. They'll let you know what they are and are not good with. They're, they're generally more laid back and a little less demanding, I will say, than some of the purebred dogs. So it's yeah, a, They don't have an attitude. They're not hoity-toity. Some of the, <laughs> some of the, I like these so, poodles. <laughs> get one of those poodles and they're like noses in the air. <laughs> no, that's great. But mutts are fantastic, and I'm glad you put them on the list. Okay, yeah. and the last but not least on the list, Snoopy Beagles. Yeah, beagles. I don't think a lot of people think about beagles, but um, they're actually a very popular small dog for people to get. Um, Hounds in general are great dogs to get, but if you're looking for more of a family dog, smaller dog, a beagle is a great one. Um, They're actually super, super intelligent. I will say they are stubborn, um, but, you know, they are also uh, extremely outgoing and very eager to please. So that makes training a lot easier um, overall, they're low maintenance, um, especially with the grooming and adapting to uh, new spaces and climates. They can really adapt to cold, hot. Um, but the one thing, yes, they can be loud. Um, everyone knows that <laughs> that beagle yodel. You know, the, the howl, their little beagle. I call it a yodel. It's not like a yeah. bark. Yeah. It's more like a. Yeah. It's not a roof. It's a. It's going. It starts off with a very loud bang and then yeah gotcha. <laughs> all right well fascinating thank you so much for telling us i feel yeah, like now that i've heard oh all about God. their personalities i think ginger's more of a poodle personality i'm probably more of a chow chow uh, yeah, i'm a little you're, more you're bristly mix you had whatever um, <laughs> he was cool he had a tongue that was half blue and half pink oh yeah it was one of the craziest oh my things you've they're, ever they're seen they're stunning dogs they yeah. really are absolutely yeah. um, and again, all these dogs are good. It just depends yeah. on your lifestyle, uh, truly. Yeah. It's like anything. For. Kids kids have the potential to be great. It's the parenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the training. It's very true. And that, that is what training is. Honestly, 90% of it's training the parents, um, you know, when we're doing a session because you guys are living with them. You got to continue it on. So yeah. 
Well, if you if you have a dog out there and you're looking for a place to take care of them, if you're going to be out of town or maybe you're going to work for a long day, uh, check out Bark Orlando. I've, we have a lot of people at News 6, if you're in Central Florida, who stick their dogs in there and I, the dog doesn't want to go home. It. The dog's yeah. like, I'm good here, guys. You can just leave me. <laughs> so thank you so much, Kirsten. We appreciate yeah, you joining course. us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.